Hello and welcome to the Raise the Men Show. I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. Super Tuesdays, you know how we do, right here on WKBY 1080 AM out of Chatham, Virginia, and also on Remnant Media. That's R-M-N-T dot media. Hey, we're going to get right back into this episode. This was a challenging one for us. This one stretched us. Well, you figure, how does racism challenge or stretch you? Well, so many of us talk about these concepts behind closed doors. Some of us even talk about them in public, and some of, you, some of us even use these racial slurs at one another as your part of your everyday language and vocabulary. But that's not us. We never wanted anybody have to anybody thinking of us some kind of way, and some of us really weren't even sure how we wanted to voice those opinions and how we felt about racism. But here's the rest of the conversation and discussion to see how we finished up. And I'll be right back afterwards with some closing remarks. Mom used to, you know, when she was alive, she used to listen to watch Ellen DeGeneres a lot. You know, every day at three, you know, it was always Ellen DeGeneres, Ellen in her room. And I remember Ellen was telling us a story about how she, she had to be a great driver and a cordial driver, even though people would cut her off because people knew her face, right? And who would want Ellen to be the one flipping her off and, you know, flipping them off and stuff, doing stuff because it's Ellen. It's bad for ratings. It's, mm-hmm. it's bad in general, right? So I almost didn't get the plates. But it came down to the truth is that you have to live out who you are all the time, regardless of where you are and where and no matter what people say to you. Yes, Ryan. Are you going to get um, raising men plates for the are you going to get raising men plates for the civic? Yes, team? I will. <laughs> no, I mean, cause that's a valid point because that came up today in my coaching with oh, the billings. Okay. That very point came up. Is it going to be Raising Men 3? It will be 3. At this point, we might as well make them out of paper mache. <laughs> Wait, there's, there's, that says 2? The truck says oh, the 1. The flex really should say 1. Like, no, no, no. The flex is spelled out correctly. R-Z-N-G. No, no, no. R-Z-N-G-M-E-N is the correct spelling of the original the, flex. The, the, the let him finish. The Suburban says it doesn't have an E. Because it, the license plate can only have a fixed number of letters and numbers. It can't expand. So I had to modify it in a way that would allow us to increase numbers beside it because I knew there were multiple cars coming. So we took the e, I took the E out and added a 1 at the end. The, the Pontiac will have a 2. The Civic Lord Willow will have a 3. And so on. Okay, wait, who, wait, hold on, hold on. Who was next? Oh, I know. Really okay, Jackson, yes. Why did you just put a 2 on the Suburban? Well, it's already made, so. Well, it technically was the first version of that new spelling. It wasn't the second car number in line per the number. You're right. But it also was the maximizing of the number sequence because you don't want to let someone else get another vehicle and put the one beside it. And then it looks like us in our brand. When will it? When? Never mind. How shocked would you be if you saw somebody else with the same license plate as us? Copyright. Um, it, it would, would you sue to, it them? Would, it would have to be, well, they couldn't right now. It'd have, have to be something in a two or beyond or out of state. But let me, but anyway, let's really? get, well, let's get back to the point because we get, I don't want to get too far from the point. The point was when we went on our way to volleyball, they, the people out there were asking, what does it mean? What is it for? Because when you see two cars side by side parked in one house, with the same license plate. With the same license plate, differing by either a number or number one. The same general meaning. Right. It's it has it usually means something. People just don't randomly just do that just for the heck of it. And so when I told her that we what we are, what we do, who we are and, and why, the people were like, Oh my gosh, that's wild, that's so cool. You know, how do I listen to you? How do I follow you? And you know, how do I get involved in what you're doing? Some one lady asked me if, if it was a ministry. 
Which, yeah, it is, right? It's not nonprofit yet, but yeah. The other person asks, are you on TV and radio? Well, the answer is, yeah, we're on radio for sure. How would we be on TV? Do you well, mean like a well, TV what's it called? show? There's, there's those channels that have like, we literally just play the music. Well, well, we have been on TV before. I told you I made a commercial uh, app, commercial for the, for the framework that aired on a TV network He's back east. YouTube? Back east. He's on YouTube? I don't know. You can go look for it. It was back east. It was, I don't know. Okay, so. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. So that's, so basically I had to get it to the point where we have to understand who we are all the time. We can't hide who we are. Right? You can't afford to hide who we are. Because if we hide who we are, that means we're living a lie. Right? Is there is there something? Okay, and I know some of you guys have issues with not knowing your brother's Instagram handle, your oldest brother, right? It's not matter real, if I knew it either way. That's not really the problem. No, 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 no. But follow me, follow me, mm-hmm. because as a parent, it makes me wonder if you don't if you're not sharing your, your social media in this day and age, or for him in particular. Are you the question that comes to my mind as his parent is Are you doing something? That you really don't want people to know about. Is that why you're hiding? And being undercover with it? I think it just came with this new age of the internet where it almost feels like another part of you that you do and don't want your family to see. Because there's parts where you can kind of produce it and air quotes and make it look the way you want. Or it just... That's another part of you that you. I don't know if you're really ready for some people to see. And I'm and I'm okay with that. Know. And I'm okay with the answer. But let me ask you. Like, I ask the question again as a, as a question. Are you doing anything in your life that you would make your family that you'd be ashamed of your family for knowing about? Me. No. Any one of you? Is. No. Because I don't do anything bad. What well, does it mean? Anything? Does it mean bad? No, it just means it's just something you may f- you may think people might feel it t- okay, some type of way, kind of way about Jackson being related to heaven. <laughs> so wow, <laughs> Instagram take down Evan's account. I uh, know, no. but but here's but here's the cancel Evan. So <laughs> I know. So I, I say that, and we go all the way around and, and back to the original topic, right? Where those young ladies were, and the whole team was racially slurred upon, right? People weren't speaking life. And they weren't trying to undo the rhetoric. They weren't trying to undo racism. They weren't trying to undo the things that were wrong. Of course, spelling wrong with an R, not with a W. So we're talking about staying with a slur analogy, right? And I and I share all that to, to make you guys understand, hopefully get you guys to understand that you all are influencers. So what you say matters. What you don't say matters. If you guys were somewhere now driving in any one of our vehicles and you cut somebody off, and see, people see those personalized plates on there. They can come find us. Well, they can come find our accounts. Well, they can. Or our address is on our Instagram. Why? Because it's a business account. I don't uh, think. Listen, Dad. Uh, <laughs> listen. Because yeah, when I agree we, with Evan for once. This yeah, <laughs> when we blow up, like every single company or organization that I've seen. What the FBI? One person that. Either come talking to Mike. Oh, that comes to your house and knocks on your doorbell and tries to be friends with you, or they just like egg your house or something because they don't like what you said. Understood. Let me get a PO box. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. But I understand all that, right? 
but at this particular moment in time, with us standing for God, standing for who, what we believe in, they can come. This is not an open invitation to come to our house still. Please don't. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not serving food for people to come. Exactly. We, we make great food here, but it's not a restaurant. pay for it. You don't got to pay for it. You know, hundred dollars a slice. Of cake. <laughs> for I'm gonna get my coin on this carrot cake. Carrot cake, please. You know, does does carrot cake actually have carrots in it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. At least the one I make does. I don't. I don't know what kind of carrot carrot cake you eat, Nathan. Artificial. Oh, no. <laughs> well, artificial carrot or artificial cake? Both. <laughs> but I want you guys to understand this piece. Is that's why I do it? Is that you need the light to come on for you guys to understand the impact that you guys have, Jackson Evan. When you, we were at the when we were at the the church last week for the conference, going into it, I know I know you guys didn't want to go, right? Yes. No. True. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't want to go. If it didn't involve a controller in their hand, they ain't going to go. Well, I mean, and I was <laughs> I was one of the speakers, and I didn't want to go. It was early Saturday morning, and I was like, oh, man, it's only going to be like three or four kids. Ooh, sad. And as I was driving out there, I finally felt the Lord tell me, he's like, you acting like you speak to like thousands of people, hundreds of people, and getting paid for honorarium to come and speak. And I was like, I start to feel bad. I was like, I kind of lost my way. Don't get me. That's why I had to be a hunter with you. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that so? What you're saying is dad's getting canceled next. No I'm kidding. Well, well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But here's, just but kidding. here's the thing. Because to your point, but here's the thing. When we got there, I was having computer problems. I had problems with the projector. Everything didn't go the way I wanted it to go. Shane doesn't need to know that that we had problems with the projector. That's okay. It wasn't like we broke we'll it. it <laughs> so, but it wound up being a really good talk, and the kids had a really good time. Right? You okay, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh. I'm just watching film. So the issue, I guess what I'm trying to get you guys to understand is the outcome that we have, the plans that we make, don't always come out the way we want them to. But God always orders our steps. So, yeah, the license plates on the car, make sure it, tar- it shows us, shows people who we are. It reminds us of who we are. It reminds other people, alerts people of who we are, right? At the same time, it also reminds us, I can't be driving crazy out there. Because there's going to be someone can't out there can go senile who, just yet. Yeah, but there's also people who are, I don't even want to say this, let me say it the right way. Those license plates show you who you represent. Mm-hmm. And, it, and don't think of it as, oh, I represent my dad. Well, yeah, you do. But you represent... Something our bigger fam- than that. Something bigger than that. Exactly. It's our family. It's what we've been called to do. Yeah. It went from a license plate that just was cool to have, ooh, we raising men, ha, 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 wonderful, to now it's a community brand. It's it's international radio show. It's a, a opportunity for we can really, really, truly help people and make a difference, right? Yes? No? Mm-hmm. And I need you guys to understand that because it's more than just a license plate. It's a lifestyle. And that's why I started to put that on the framework. The framework is is more than just a hip hop. It's more than just a framework show. It's a mindset. It's a lifestyle. And once you guys get that light to come on and you guys realize that, wait a minute, what I do matters. Who I do it with matters. What I say on air matters. What I don't say on air matters. What topics we talk about matter. Then, and only then, can you truly start to make change in this world. You know what I'm saying? 
because it has to come from the deep on the inside. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. People, Evan, share with me why, why do you continue to do this show, Raising Men's Show, and the framework? It's, and it's got to be more than just because I said come out and do it. Because it's cool to tell people about our story and to tell people you hate skaters <laughs> and to tell them what's on our mind and what's our point of view of about a situation. Okay, and and that's a great point, and that's why, and that's why, and I'll come back to you in a second. Okay, and that's why I'm not going to do a lot of editing of this episode because it is going to feel funny when it airs. It is, trust me. I mean, we all have our own point of we all have our own opinion and okay whether you like it or not i already said it and there's really nothing i can do about it i can't go back in time and unsay what i said but But unless it's unless it's like bad but okay but what i was saying is that it's what i've seen on uh social media or what i've seen in real life okay now let me but see even the same topic it's easy for me to be a white person and say all black people are stupid and they're slang, they steal and do drugs and they live off the they live off of welfare. Because that's what I see on on social media and on the news. That they all deserve to get beat because they were resisting arrest. If they would just stop resisting, the policemen wouldn't beat them. And if they stopped resisting, they wouldn't get shot. You know, if they really weren't doing something, you know, driving fun that got the policeman's attention, they wouldn't have got shot. I mean, am I right or wrong? And is that is that a is that a wrong statement by the person that said it? No, no, no. To them, it's exactly what you just said. Because what? They they saw it on what? Social Based media. Based on their perception. Based on their perception. They saw it on social media. They saw it on the news. Right? So all I'm saying is, even us, we have a, we have an issue with racism. Yes or no? Yes. Okay, Specifically? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. It yeah. is true, though, right? It's true. Yeah. We have a problem with racism. Mm-hmm. And be, but, but something being black, we don't want to say it. Right, we want everybody to be to love us and not beat on us, right? But it's easy to sit back and say, you know, we ha- we all feel some kind of way about a situation. Right. But what do we need to do about when we speak it out? So, Evan, we go when he goes to speak to people. How do we need to walk those things out? We got to speak life to those people, to every people, our people. Speak life to us, right? So, slur, speak life. Undo racism. Undo the rhetoric. Undo whatever is not right in this world. Right? Mm-hmm. Kaden, why do you do the Raising Men show and the framework still versus just saying, Dad, I don't want to do this no more. I'm going to be 18 in a few weeks. I'm, I'm good. Deuces. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. This is the time I'm telling you I'm done. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but no, I enjoy it because it gives us a chance to kind of peek into each other's minds and kind of get a sense of where we are and we're able to help other people's other people we, even we can't see or even really know that we helped them sure and i don't know it, it's kind of become it's going to become something where we can see it right now or not yeah bigger than what we think it is when i my goal when you guys look back and you have to have your own families and you can go back and play this for your kids right and and trust me by next week i'm gonna have cameras up 
so we can have this part played on video so y'all sitting back you can watch the kids play with these dogs and laughing and doing whatever the heck y'all are doing over here in I'm this not, corner he's still grabbing my hand I'm not doing this and, and pointing at you at the same time because <laughs> y'all Obama and Biden over there I'm I know huh? I'm just kidding but the cool thing is I want to make sure that you guys know that the the opinions that we have we express in here they're the same type of conversations people are having in their homes. And also, we're not experts on racism. No. Yeah, <laughs> we're just, just, it's just more how we feel and how we perceive it to be. Well, of course, we're not always going to be correct because, I mean, there's almost no way to really be correct all the time. So Especially on this topic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a tricky and slippery slope to really deal with. You know, you may think you're correct in one area where you may not be. Who knows? But the, the, the thing that we can always be right with racism is to show love. Because if Jesus and a willingness to learn and a willingness to learn exactly, if we would do that, racism would cease to exist. But the but the point we've got to make sure we're clear on is that we can't call the person a racist. It's their motive, it's their action. Because the enemy wants them to be that way to separate us. It's the it's the behavior that's the issue. We can hate the sin, the behavior, the action, but don't hate the sinner, the person. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's where we got to really make sure that in the slur mentality that we've got to really speak life and undo the rhetoric and the wrong. Ryan, why do you do the Raising Men show and the framework still? Well, the framework and the Raising Men show pretty much gives me a, a voice, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm able to... What the? <laughs> you what they're singing for us. I know, right? I, it gives me a voice to share my opinion and to also let people, like, like how I've been using the framework to let people know to like take time for themselves because I don't want others to always be in such a sad place. Um, and the framework allows me to, like, like I said, I speak my voice on certain situations because I feel like teens nowadays, we don't feel, feel like we get enough representation in many different aspects of our own lives. And we just, we're told we just have to deal with it because a lot like not to be super political but like people we're not allowed to vote on anything really until we turn 18 sure so well that wasn't that political well i know that's what i'm just I, I, that's fine I'm saying, I, I, thought, I, thought gonna, I thought you're gonna say biden's not my president no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> just kidding but like, things like build that, the wall I'm, i don't believe <laughs> in that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. i'm just kidding you're about to, I'm, get, I don't you're about to get some more followers <laughs> Watch out. Not, not the good kind but no i don't, of course i don't believe in building the wall yeah of course so like uh, these uh, certain situations, we aren't really allowed to. <laughs> You're laughing at me? No, I'm no, sorry. What y'all want to build the ball now too? No, no, no we'll, we'll, we'll stop this part. You <laughs> wanted something from my drink. I can't have. You can't have nothing from this drink. It's got to be something different in the drink oh. than you can have. So. <laughs> he said, "Oh, you drink it on the job now too?" No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying. We work from home, you know. I'm saying mm, it's a short drive to the bedroom. No, <laughs> COVID nineteen and the nineteen is the ounces. Exactly. It calms my stress down. COVID. Well, COVID was a was a was an alcohol problem, right? <laughs> COVID was. Is that, hey, a, is that a new brand? You serious? Yeah. All right. Well, tell you what. Uh, you guys take her and him out to the to pee the last time. You got it. Um, Jackson, we'll close with you. Money. Now I'm fine. Why you do You're it? You're good. No. We didn't want to wait, hear wait, it. Wait. I'm kidding, man. Okay, take her and him, and then we'll get Jackson's last statement, and then we'll close. Um, also, like Ryan, it, it uh, helps me get have a voice and show children that are my age that 
your opinion matters as well. Appreciates you guys for taking the time to do it, right? Because it's mm-hmm. it's a tricky topic because we all have friends of, of all cultural backgrounds, right? But we don't want to offend anybody. Mm-hmm. And we're not trying to say that racism is right and the way we feel is right. It's just how we feel, how it affects us. And you as, as young people, a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't imagine that you guys would even have a feeling of racism one way or the other. But the reality is you do. And, and you guys should be able to speak your voice just like anybody else does. But I want you guys to get to the point where you learn to speak it from a point position of, of truth, right? Not necessarily from a point of I feel but from truth because the truth will make you free right because if Jesus was here he would deal with he would be hanging out with all supporters he would be fighting racism well but he, physically well, with his hands he, I'm kidding I'm just kidding <laughs> but he would he would hang out with the racists right he would hang out with all cultural groups all people all different choices right but he would still show the love of God he would still be able to talk with them from a point of no condemnation, right? And that's the point, really. He would show love and let, let God sort out all the judgment. So that's the end of that particular episode. But the conversation lives on and on, and it, it continues on in our households, for some of us, daily. For some of us, the having to deal with the topic of racism and how people deal with us day-to-day isn't every moment of everyday kind of thing, because it's just you know, where we are. It's just who we are. If we have the melanin gene that's prominent and we don't look as fair and light as some other people, we we tend to stand out in a crowd. <laughs> stand out in a dark room, as a matter of fact, for some of us. But the, the truth of the whole thing is it's all about perspective and really how you deal with people. If you allow the media to be the only source of how you view other cultures... That's a problem because not every media source is going to tell you the truth. Unfortunately, not every set of parents are going to tell you the truth. Everything is going to be based on your personal experience. And if your experience with a particular culture is negative, then it's easy to think that your experience with every particular color and culture is always going to be negative. But if you just read the Bible, if you just follow into a relationship with God, you you know that's not even anywhere near true. Because God is love. And if God is love, and we have the mind of Christ, that, we, that means that we have a mind of love. But we have the right to choose and exercise that right. Now, we spend so much, so many, so many of us spend so much time trying to exercise our constitutional rights to whatever is in there. Now, I've read it, so I don't want to say like he doesn't know what is in there. No, I, I get it, but there's so many people that stand on the freedom of speech and, and the right to bear arms, That's a, but that's all you forget about. When the truth is, none of the Constitution has anything to do with your commitment to God and what he did for us, how he gave his only begotten son for us how he created not just this world, but everything living that is and has ever been created is attributed to God. So if we really put it down, 
that if we're living in contrary to God, that means that we're the enemy. And I don't want to be an enemy of, of God, an enemy of Christ. That's, that's just crazy. So I'm not going to teach my children to be an enemy of Christ. I need them to be friends of God. I need my children to be able to take their conversations that we have in here. And I really enjoy these conversations that I have with my sons because we get a chance to reason together, which is what the Bible tells us to do. Tells us to, to reason together, to talk out the things and not leave angry with the end of the conversation. Let's walk through and see what God says about line by line, verse by verse, topic by topic. And as a father, I, I don't take these conversations lightly that I have with my sons, well, at least four of the five of them. Now, my goal is to be able to get my oldest son involved in these more too, so that we'll be able to, as a family, set that standard for generations to come because I want these conversations and these things that we're reasoning out together to be in their bloodline. I wanted to be a part of their children's children's children. I want to be a part of their DNA. So when they feel like they feel racially wronged or they want to feel racially biased against a certain topic, that even as they reason it out and understand that their isolated incident that they may have with a particular culture is not going to be the tell and the end all, the be all for their experience with every single culture out there, or not going to be the end all, the be all for the, their experience with their particular culture when they meet them again. Case in point, it's easy, so, so easy for a lot of us to say, oh, I've got friends that are white or black or purple or whatever the color or, or cultural background is. You've got a friend of that particular cultural background. But they're not that way. They're not a certain kind of way. They, they're my friend. They get me and I get them. And well, that's all wonderful. But how are you approaching the other cultures as you walk down the street? Are you speaking to them? Are you waving? Or are you avoiding eye contact? Or do you just avoid eye contact with everybody? Because this, this, this is in that particular context right now of a post-pandemic or pre-pandemic or during pandemic, whatever you want to call it. There's a problem out there with sickness. Whether you wear a mask or don't wear a mask and you've been vaccinated or not vaccinated, I don't give a rip what you've chosen for your own personal health. But I really don't want that choice pushed on me and made me to feel like there's something wrong with me. I wanted to be able to choose just like you chose. I want to choose to live my life a certain way without making you feel some kind of way, without bullying you. This particular country wasn't built on a bully. Now, we've been a bully as a country to other people. That's a problem. But that's not the way we're supposed to live. That's not the way we're supposed to treat our brothers and sisters of any culture. We're not supposed to treat each other poorly. If we would just do what Jesus do. So I'm going to make these t-shirts and graphics coming soon. That's going to say the WWJD. So yeah, we're going back in the day. What would Jesus do? Yeah, he would love and let God sort out all the judgment. And that's what we need to make sure that we spend our time focusing on is the love and making sure that we speak life and undo the racism and the rhetoric and the wrongdoings and the things that just don't make sense and the things that just aren't right. That's what we need to be spending our focus time, not trying to cheat anybody, not trying to talk poorly about someone, not standing out in front of the you know Capitol Hill or wherever your particular place of politics that you just want to get your point across. If we don't get our point across in our homes first in a godly manner that makes sense and doesn't polarize people, seasoning our words with grace, 
we don't have a chance in the halls of justice. This is Craig Carlisle. I'm one of your hosts on the Raising Men Show. We'll be right back next week.